Welcome to Refirement Life, the podcast for anyone navigating life transitions or planning to make life transitions to ensure your next years are your best years. Listen in for insightful, generous, and sometimes humorous conversation. It's time to get fired up with Christine Zamuda and Muge Wood, your hosts for this latest episode of Refirement Life. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining. Today, we're going to be talking about tapping into creativity to find your passion. I'm here with my partner, Muge Wood. And so, Muge, let's start off as we uh, kick this episode off. Let's think about um, the week in review. Did you come away from our last podcast with any new insights or any new inspirations? I actually did, Christine, and uh, I thought a lot about um, uh, inspiration and um, longevity and living your best life, especially in later stages of life. And uh, I think I experienced one of those things when you have awareness and mindfulness towards something, you start seeing it everywhere. Um, So one thing that um, jumped at me uh, in a very delightful way is uh, my husband and I went to Houston Symphony. Uh, over the weekend to enjoy Mozart's Requiem, uh, which is an amazing masterpiece. So that was a treat in and of itself. Um, but what was uh, equally good was the conductor was Itzhak Perlman, uh, a very famous violinist conductor. And um, he is 77 years old. And he arrived at the stage in his electric scooter, um, got into the stage and started conducting this beautiful masterpiece for an hour and a half. Um, He has a contract, uh, apparently, with Houston Symphony to be a creative partner for two years. Uh, And after that ends, um, he's moving to other um, symphonies across the country to help them. And uh, that was just amazingly inspiring. And uh, the piece was standing ovation. And I looked at that. And I found that truly inspiring and um, and amazing. Um, so that's one. The other one that caught my eye is um, a new record set um, by a 106-year-old woman uh, with the name Apo Maria. Uh, she's a very famous Filipino tattoo artist. And she's also the oldest woman to grace the cover of Vogue magazine, uh, where she is called out as an individual who symbolizes the strength and beauty of the Filipino spirit. Um, and uh, it's just remarkable, uh, you know, very different examples, but um, it, it just goes to show uh, what's possible. Um, and uh, there's really no limit to it. I found that very inspirational. And and to be honest, I don't know that I would have thought about these nearly as much if we didn't have our conversation. So um, so I am really grateful for that. Um, how about you? How was uh, how was your week? It was great. It was great. I actually did dig further into Rumi based on our conversation and had Amazon ship me a wonderful book, The Essential of Rumi. I thought I'd start with the basics and started um, reading a little bit about uh, the poetry and just getting um, more of an idea of, of all that he speaks about. And there's a, a a couple phrases in one of the poems that it called to me, and I think it, it has some relevance for our audience. So uh, essentially it goes like this. Uh, the rose does not care if someone calls it a thorn or a jasmine. Ordinary eyes categorize human beings. Walk instead with the other vision given to you, your first eyes. 
So think about that, our first eyes and being really wide open to possibilities, not thinking about the past, the, you know, things you might have learned that might deter you from doing something new. Uh, I thought it was, it was really um, quite, quite interesting and and relevant for what we're going to talk about today. And then the second thing that inspired me was a visit from a friend, a longtime friend, and he's actually in the midst of a a transition. He's changing roles uh, and he's doing something that I thought was pretty unique. He made a list of 45 people that he's having conversations with. And it's basically a professional walkabout where he is asking these individuals, you know, tell me more about your superpowers. When did you discover it was a superpower? When were you comfortable enough to talk about it as a superpower? And um, also just, you know, sort of delving into what's next for some of the people that he respects in the business world. And, uh, you know, we spent three hours together. It went by so quickly, lots of back and forth. And I'm going to connect him to some people on my network. He was very generous even before he left uh, my home that day. He made some connections for me, one of which is an author of this um, book called The Non-Obvious Guide to Being More Creative No Matter Where You Work. And Mugay, as you know, I've got a real passion for creativity in the workplace and, you know, how a great foundation of of creativity drives um, not only a healthy environment to work in, but also um, helps a team get to bigger impact with with uh, innovation. So I'm going to be connecting with her. And one of the the quotes in in the book that I thought we can also talk about is uh, is this one. <clears throat> she says, creativity is breaking through the inertia of no by seeking possibilities. Uh, so without judgment. And and that's, I think, super, super, super important. That's, that's amazing. First of all, um, thank you for sharing. And I am so glad you took a chance on Rumi and, uh, <laughs> and, and got the foundations of Rumi. Um, I am not very good about remembering um, jokes. I'm not a very good joke teller. I forget. Uh, but Rumi stays with me. And um, to add on to what you're saying, Christine, one um, statement from him that is um, a lot of times at the forefront of my mind, he says, you are born to fly why crawl through life? And I think that is just so powerful. He's not saying you are born to fly at the age of 10, 20, 40. You are born to fly throughout your life. And life is full of possibilities, um, you know, look for them. And we are all meant to fly in our own way. So so I find that very inspirational. And the other story you shared about your friend that made me think is we seek, uh, I think, growth, um, uh, within ourselves, as we should a lot of times. But then I think some of the growth and reflection could possibly come from our connections uh, with our friends, with our community, that could be equally inspiring. Um, so um, it, it's, I think, like you said, it, it's a matter of um, losing judgment a bit, um, uh, losing the fear of failure a little bit, and opening our minds. Um, and then you combine that with, uh, I think, a little bit of the serendipity 
serendipity of life. Um, it's just amazing things can happen. So um, and uh, um, that is um, really inspiring. So thank you. Thank you for sharing. So um, so given that. Um, and, and I think we, I think one yeah. other thing too, if I, uh -huh. if I may, I think sure. the other thing that sometimes it's hard for people to do is actually to be a little bit vulnerable. Right. Right. Sometimes you need that twenty seconds of courage to ask mm -hmm. someone, like, mm -hmm. give me truly your your opinion, your unplugged, unfiltered um, perspective, because when you have that type of information and when you have that type of feedback that's when it is a true gift when you can actually act on it but you have to be ready to both listen mm -hmm. <laughs> accept not be defensive and uh you know really take that in to be able right. to explore everything that's possible Right. That's uh, that's very true. It is scary. It's I mm -hmm. think it's scary at times to ask for feedback because uh, you may not like what you hear. Uh, it may put you on the defensive. But um, if you just keep a neutral point um, and take it as it comes, um, it can really um, broaden the perspective. And I think also complementary to that, surrounding ourselves with people who encourage us to be vulnerable, to try new things, as long as it is safe. Um, and we are not putting ourselves and others around us in danger, go for it. And this notion of what is the worst that can happen, right? Um, uh, it's always better in general, looking back especially, try something than um, not to try it and uh, and grow from that experience. It's hard to do. It's hard to do, but we are going to dive deeper into, I think, how to uh, be inspired to do that. Um, and, and here is the other thing I feel like is, I get older, I uh, worry a little bit less about what others think. Yes, so, there's a lot of freedom, um, freedom with yeah, Asian so, experience. Um, so, you know, still be a nice, conscientious, kind person, but mm -hmm. um, a little um, less worry about what others think. Um, and uh, that, I think, opens the door for new possibilities. Totally, totally. And when we talk about using creativity in the workplace or creativity as applied to your life plan, some of the biggest mistakes people make is they move too quickly from envisioning to solving for the problem, mm -hmm. finding solutions. And I've been guilty of this too, especially if you, if you have experience like, oh, I've done this before. This is exactly how we do it. Let me, let me just tell you or mm -hmm. show you. Mm -hmm rather than stepping back and saying, well, what what could this be instead? And what could this be with maybe the collective experience of the group? So seeking possibilities looks like, you know, these kind of things, envisioning, imagining, exploring, generating ideas. Can you think of a time where you might have uh, use some of those uh, verbs to get to a bigger outcome. Um, I, I think uh, <clears throat> I think there's there's a lot to think about there. Um, this uh, you know you and I have been in these sessions from a business standpoint where um, we are looking to um, transform a particular process, let's say, and people get in a room and we say, okay, here are your sticky notes without any judgment, uh, right here, uh, what you think would be possible. 
Um, don't worry about, is it possible? Uh, is there a budget? Is there time? Will people be on board with it? But just write down what's possible. Um, and then so many creative ideas could be flowing, um, especially when you put it out there uh, without time constraints um, and uh, also hear from others. Um, you know, in my own life, when I look back, um, uh, I think I got the most uh, creativity when um, I think about the road ahead of me and what it presents versus um, thinking too deeply about the consequences if I go that path. So as an example, um, I came to the U.S. from Turkey to study, um, you know, at the age of, um, uh, you know, 22 for my MBA. And it was a big step. Uh, you know, that's an age of no cell phones, computers, none of that. Uh -huh. um, so I came in, you know, not knowing anybody, two suitcases, etc. Um, but I was super excited because I did not think of um, five steps ahead. I was just, <laughs> I was just glad to be here. Um, and uh, you know, any time I experience this type of transition, um, whether it's a job, whether it's to go to a place, um, it, just being so excited about it um, and just trying it to the point where you are not thinking, okay, where does it take me two years from now, five years from now, um, and and also coming to the uh, realization that the path we take um, can always change. Also, um, so it it doesn't have to be um, the only path. And, and I think that's just trying and uh, dipping your toe in the water, so to speak, um, and see what it does to your soul. Um, you know, what kind of joy it may create. And even if it is a colossal failure, um, at least you tried. Yeah, you learn from it. I, I love the phrase, and I've used this a lot in life to, to friends, family. Sometimes you just have to leap and the net will appear. <laughs> Right. Right. <laughs> There's a good visual, but I mean, you you did exactly that coming here with two suitcases and figuring it out. But you had the attitude and the, the grit to say, hey, like this could be really amazing. And, and approaching that situation with that attitude probably had you sailing through some, I would imagine, some challenging times. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When you're so excited. And I think it's just interesting how this manifests itself in big and smaller things in life. So um, I'll give another example. The next thing on my list uh, of things to do um, is to learn how to play a musical instrument. So I'm debating, is it going to be piano? Is it going to be guitar? So as much as we talk about this, as much as we talk about uh, the fear of trying something new, I am still thinking to myself as we speak, okay, how is this going to work? Like, am I going to walk into this uh, music center in my neighborhood? And am I going to be there with, um, you know, a bunch of younger people? And here I am attempting to learn a musical instrument. How would that be? Um, so, um, you know, need to overcome that and take that very first step so that's my next immediate personal conquest um, awesome. ahead of me yep well I did take guitar lessons and I think we mentioned this last time I was able to play one song very slowly <laughs> leaving on a jet plane I think it's one of the easiest songs you can play I can't play it now because you're supposed to practice 15 minutes a day to keep everything you know in your in your mind knowing the the, the chords and everything. And I, I played it for my husband. And as I was playing it, I was like, do you know what it is? He's like, no. <laughs> I have no idea what like, you're playing. Come on, do you know what it is now? And I started to slowly sing. And he's like, okay, I got it. I got it. 
but it was it was not a shining moment but again i tried it was fun uh and there were all ages so there was i don't think i was the uh the oldest person in the class by far so go for it <laughs> go for it yes so maybe next time uh we get together a couple episodes down the road i may have a story to share there but thank Love you it. thank you for the um encouragement um you know we all need it at times that's right that's right so the the other work example that we're both familiar with which i think is is a great way that a company can explore the possibilities is is what microsoft calls a hackathon mm-hmm mm-hmm and a hackathon project for for those who are not as familiar is basically anyone in the company could have an idea that they want to explore and they post it on a on a board an electronic like a sign up board and anyone regardless of where you sit in the organization can sign up for that project and and start to brainstorm what that might look like and you know, not only does that bring interesting perspectives, but people get to vote with their feet on the things they're passionate about, things they care about. And we've seen a lot of uh, amazing things come out of hackathon projects. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think a lot of the, uh, when we look at the successful um, uh, growth hack ideas, whether professionally or personally, I think they sometimes come from our personal experience where we see a need or we are passionate about it. So, um, you know, we are in the month of April, Earth Day is coming around. Uh, So I'm already starting to see um, eco challenges um, uh, that are being uh, put out there. Um, You know, what are the ways by which we can be more sustainable in our personal lives, um, in the way that we do anything, essentially small things add up to big things. Um, so the idea of hackathons, I think, is very appealing because it is um, it is a shorter time duration. It's not a huge commitment, but it allows you to try uh, with people who may feel um, similar passion as you uh, to to give it a go. I think I think it is really powerful. Um, uh, the hackathons, I think, Christine, you and I have been familiar with is um, three to five days, mm-hmm. um, but they are uh, powerful prototype opportunities uh, for innovation. Uh, and uh, if it turns out to be good and uh, it's it has a promise, then, you know, you spend more time on it. If not, you move on to the next idea. That's right. That's right. And learn from it. Right. There's there's um, beauty in in the failures because you can apply those lessons to other things to either short circuit your path to success or just know, you know, a different path to take. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, this other um, uh, expression um, pops into my mind in our conversation, which is that um, if uh, you are not failing enough, that means you haven't tried enough new things enough. Um, because, um, you know, we are all destined to succeed and fly per roomy, but we're also destined to fail, learn and get up um, and uh, try new things in the process. So um, if we can uh, continue to orient our mindset of um, falling down, maybe making some mistakes, maybe slight, you know, failure, embarrassment, it's all good. It's all That's good. Right. That's right. Well, and let, let's talk a little bit about the resisting the urge to, to finding solutions. So finding solutions looks like judging, analyzing, choosing a path, refining ideas, critiquing. So there is a time and place for that. 
but as we start to think about, you know, how to approach this and how to get more out of out of your life to zero in on those passions, you want to cont- curtail that inner critic or outer critic sometimes right. <laughs> saying saying out loud, hey, that's not going to work. Uh, put it in its place until you have time to really let those uh, de- those ideas, you know, germinate become more than they were just when you first mentioned them. And um, there's a couple tips that this author, Catherine Hayden, had is, uh, hey, you know, if you're going to brainstorm some ideas, think big. There's there's a lot of there's a lot to a lot to be said for that messy first draft of brainstorming ideas that are even ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And, and then you step back. Um, look at the ideas and see which ones can actually build on each other. Can some of those ideas be com- combined to make an even bigger impact or, um, you know, maybe, uh, you know, change, move a market or, uh, you know, be an interesting way to tackle a common everyday problem. And then, you know, lastly, um, thinking again, without without judgment, uh, waiting for the right time to really refine those de- those ideas and analyze and say, you know, what what are the the top three out of this session? Right, right. Uh, I think um, uh, just allowing enough time uh, for all of this to unfold is so key. Um, and uh, part of that uh, probably goes always back to listening, uh, mm-hmm. listening to ourselves, listening to uh, ideas around us and allowing enough time for reflection. I think uh, many of us, I know I am, uh, is problem solving oriented. Um, so we want to have conclusions. We want to have a logical roadmap of uh, how we get point A to point B. We want to have contingency plans. Um, so we like plans. Uh, we like some amount of certainty to guide us. Um, so when we kind of leap a little bit into the unknown. Um, it can get uncomfortable, but I think allowing time um, to let it unfold, uh, Christine, to your point, can be uh, really powerful. Um, the other thing I'll I'll um, uh, I'll bring up here is uh, what is it that really is the intersection of our passion, our joy, and something we are interested in? We may even be good at. Um, how do we know we found that? Um, and and one thing that resonates with me is this concept of flow state mm-hmm. which is uh, which is coined um, some time ago um, by a uh, by a philosopher and it's uh, referenced often um, uh, in sports and and other endeavors where you are in a state of um, being so um, engrossed in what you are doing uh, you lose track of time you may not even know what's going on around you you look up and already a couple hours passed um, and being mm-hmm. able to find yourself in that state um, uh, doing an activity what maybe it's your passion of a musical instrument maybe it's an arts project maybe it is spending time with your family whatever it is um it, it, i think when you find yourself in that state that is the kind of activity to be cultivated that may turn into something big for you in your life um so uh, and i think you know looking back also to our backgrounds and you know even er- as early as childhoods like what was it that brought us passion what was it that brought us joy uh, 
um, is there is there something we wanted to do but we couldn't? Uh, maybe we didn't have time, we didn't have money, it wasn't the right priority. So just thinking through all of that and coming up with um, what is possible for us without judgment um, mm-hmm. uh, can really unlock uh, new possibilities. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I think I think back at different things, and and you mentioned even at, even in childhood. Um, you know, I used to love to just comb the beach for seashells for hours, hours and hours and hours, and just looking for things that I maybe couldn't find at home, obviously, or something that was unique. And as I uh, sort of became an adult and was in the business world, I was always interested in exploring new possibilities. I always liked going to the startup assignments and, and again, you know, looking for things that haven't been done. And now in my art practice, again, I just love to experiment and can get lost in that for hours. I actually have to set an alarm, even if I'm going to be in there for four or five hours, because I know I will just get so absorbed and not realize how much time has passed. So I think you you raise a really interesting thing and topic for our, our listeners to think about is when is the last time you really lost yourself in something? Mm-hmm. Right. And and not realized how much time had passed. That's a good clue that there's there's a passion project there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And um and th- and don't give up on it. Um mm-hmm. uh, if uh, that is not the right thing, maybe something else uh, will will come along. Um and I think in our hearts uh, we know when something really uh, brings us joy. Um and um just making the time and space um to cultivate it uh without without judgment. And you know, I think a lot about that where is the judgment coming from? Like, why are we doing this? And I think part of it is just our nature of uh, being um, against adversity, protecting ourselves uh, Mm -hmm. from failure. It's uh, to a certain extent, maybe the instinct of self-preservation and um, being intentional about uh, putting that aside, uh, giving something new a go um, is uh, scary, but also like your art example, hugely exhilarating. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, um, just uh, a spurt of growth to the yeah. mental state, which then pays dividends for um, our physical well-being. That's right. That's right. And I think what you said is important. I think that's that's definitely one one side and an important side to it. The other thing I think we all have to think about is being accountable. You know, I. Right. I'll be honest. I get I kind of cringe when people say, oh, gosh, you know, you've done this. I wish I had the time to -hmm. do this. Mm -hmm. We all have the same 24 hours in a day. And it 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 just takes a commitment to to do things. Maybe you're doing something an hour on a Wednesday or two hours on a weekend. It doesn't have to be a whole life change. And I understand the balance and the challenges raising a family and working outside the home, working inside the home, it gets crazy. Right. But taking that first step and being accountable to yourself and not using excuses. Mm -hmm. That's, that's the first, um, the first, uh, I would say step towards achieving anything that you want to do differently. 
That's uh, that's very true, and I think uh, it's also um, prioritization um, and self accountability. Um, these days, uh, there's a lot of talk of self care, um, and while that may include uh, uh, you know all the good habits that feed our bodies, uh, yoga, meditation, ten thousand steps a day, nutrition, uh, you know, diet, all that. But I think an important part part of self care is also um, making time to mm-hmm. um, explore our passions, uh, hobbies. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, it is hard. It is hard to find the time. And and some stages of our life, we may have more time, mm-hmm. right? Empty nesters uh, like me, I, I have more time uh, than I did before. Um, having said that, there is always time um, if we can prioritize. And, and, you know, one thing that I know personally, I'll critique myself that I can make even more time for myself is, you know, get off uh, scrolling the social media yes. on my phone, right? That can take a lot of time. It can. It's amazing <laughs> so, how much yeah, time it's that amazing. can take. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. Very good point. Very good point. Well, if we're going to give some folks some advice on you know passions and hobbies there's a, a couple things to think about and and you mentioned social media one other thing to think about is you know what kind of information sources websites do you gravitate towards when you want to relax and uh, right now, I think most people are doing social media, TikTok, Instagram. Um, I'm I'm a big podcast fan. I just find that there's so much information and it's easy to just, you know, either engage or, or quickly disengage, depending on what people are talking about. And, and I find that that's just... Um, it's it's a way that you can get information while being active. You could be wa- walking the dog. You could be, well, this isn't an example of being active, but unwinding instead of looking at the screen, you know, listening to something and put putting your phone on timer for 15 minutes. I'm just gonna, you know, listen to this uh, this topic and see what I learn before I fall asleep. Yeah, I think that's a great way. Simple things, right? Um, and I think um, social media and digital platforms with intention uh, and mm-hmm. some time consideration is good. So as an example, for me, I am always perusing travel sites. Um, I am I'm like a permanent travel agent, 24 hours, <laughs> just thinking about where I am going to go next. Um, and I import all those ideas into my vacation vision board, um, which is um, which is just a note um, uh, application. Uh, and, it, you know, it's probably fairly impossible for me to go to all those places in my lifetime. I'm always collecting ideas of restaurants, hotels, uh, places to go. Um, but it gives me such joy to know that there is a whole world world of exploration out there. Um, So much to see, so much to experience, so many different ways of uh, lifestyles to connect with and to learn from. So it's just it's just an example of um, uh, really thinking back to, okay, you know, what are you naturally drawn to um, and um, you are truly excited about and how can that be something that maybe you spend uh, more time on and even uh, share with others? That's right. That's right. And then do you, do you follow it up and read books on travel or are you more of a, I'll grab a, a nugget here, consolidate it in my 
my vision board? Well, uh, I I organize them by geography and uh, and I go back and reference because uh, let's yeah. say I'm going to go to New York City. Uh, I look at my vacation vision board. Okay, all right. So I I took note of a couple restaurants uh, that I read about or heard about. Um, so I draw from that, and it is really uh, it's really helpful. So when I hear something, it's on my phone. Um, so I immediately take note of it. Um, so I've got tons of ideas ranging from Lake Tahoe to Thailand to Antarctica, uh, and uh, I look at that and, and and reflect on, wow, you know that that is a lot. Um, there is a lot where to begin. Um, but it, it becomes a source of inspiration. Uh, That's for awesome. Sure. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, Thailand's on my list, so I need to see your Thailand chapter. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> well, I want you to go to Thailand and give me the scoop on um, how what it, you know what I'm putting in my note compares to the real life experience. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, so we've talked about uh, losing time when they're doing something and, and that flow state. I, I think a fun assignment, if, if our listeners are up for it and brave enough, I think to help really zero in on their strengths and their passions is to is to take the example of my friend who did the professional walkabout and and ask a few questions of, of people who know you well. And those three questions are, uh, what do you think my greatest passions are and why? What do you think my natural strengths and talents are? And have you thought I could have a second career in knowing and oh, a, a second career in something knowing me, even if that second career seems improbable? I like that last question. That's right. Uh, Again, going back to what is possible. And I think it's um, really interesting to ask these questions to different uh, people in our lives um, and and see what their observations are. Um, And um, just finding that intersection of uh, what you are passionate about, and do you want to um, turn that into a second career, or or more, or leave it as a hobby, up to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the point being, um, we tend to enjoy what we are naturally good at. Um, so that's uh, that's a really interesting reflection point uh, we can create um, and um, and draw some insights from. So I actually, uh, Christine, now that you mentioned it, uh, I'm going to do this myself um, and then next time we can uh, talk about it um, what um, people observe um, in terms of how we show up um, in uh, other people's lives and and where we are able to uh, make an impact um, and have fun doing so uh, it seems like a um, good recipe for a purpose-driven life um, and I think, uh, you know, as you're describing it, I'm thinking this is also not a one-time experience mm-hmm. and a one-time Very exercise true. because, um, you know, a lot of transitions happen in our lives. It, it could be job-related, health-related, family-related, you know, many reasons. And our um, priority is and how we want to live our lives may change. Um, which is a good thing. Uh, it's good not to be in a fixed uh, mindset. Um, so I think um, maybe even asking these questions time to time as a check-in um, to see how things are changing, how we may want to adapt um, to uh, different things unfolding in our lives uh, could be a maybe a bit of a continuous thing to, to consider doing. 
I agree. I agree. And I like that you're taking the challenge. So now you're inspiring me to take the challenge. Too. Yeah, we got to take the challenge because everything we're talking about here, we got to do it ourselves. So um, uh, I, I, we are going to take the challenge. Um, and um, uh, I, I want to see. I want to see what others are saying. We are going to take the challenge, Christine. Perfect. Perfect. And for those of you who are listening, we do have our podcast now on most of the major podcast channels Apple, Spotify. Uh, we will be on Google Play by the end of today, I believe. And and Amazon. We are already live on Amazon. So we'd love to hear from you and uh, let us know if you're going to take the challenge. And we'd love to hear how that went for you. Maybe you'll even be on our next show. <laughs> That's exactly right. We are always interested in stories of um, finding your passion and and how we are thriving uh, in face of transitions um, and continue to live our best life uh, in ways that we didn't even imagine was possible. So looking yeah. forward to it. The the last thing to leave the, the group with, and we can put this on the show notes, you mentioned Jay, Jay Shetty. And he has a framework for finding your passion and basically four circles at the top being love. What what do you love? What are you good at? What does the world need? And what at the bottom could you be paid for? And the intersection of those four circles is uh, Ikaig. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, he's, he's Japanese one of word, my, right? Yeah, that's right. It's a Japanese word. Uh, ikigai is the intersection of those four circles. Uh, what you love to do, what you're good at, what the world may need, and what you could be paid for. Um, if you are at that intersection of those things, um, that could be the place to be. Um, and um, it's um, and it doesn't take much, right? Just write the circles on a piece of paper and put your thoughts without judgment, and and see where it goes. Love it. Love it. Leap and the net shall appear, but you got to put a little work in. Yeah, I, I would say still get a net. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, because you are making me think of uh, skydiving and uh, I'm like, I don't know. I, I need to see the possibility of a net in the neighborhood. Yeah. You do not need to deploy it right away, but I need to know a net is uh, imminent. Um, so, uh, yes, we are going to be taking a lot of leaps. Yes. My visual is always the trapeze when I say that, but yeah. <laughs> All right, my friend, as always, it's great spending time with you and uh, look forward to chatting next week. That sounds great. Bye till the next time. Take care now. Thank you for listening. Our hope is to spark a little joy, inspire, and educate our listeners in ways to live an even more meaningful life. If you have reactions to share from what you've heard, please visit our website, refirement.life, to leave a voice message. You may even be featured in a future episode. To keep in touch, subscribe to our podcast, Refirement Life, using the podcast player of your choice. Always remember, you are never too old to set a new goal or to dream a new dream. Thanks again for joining us on this episode. Until next time. <laughs>